People crave connection, and at work, they want to feel like they belong. We also need to feel safe, not just that we have our needs for food and shelter covered, but also that we are safe to share our ideas and share who we really are. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hello, hello. My name is Kim Peek, and I am your hostess for Power Up Your Performance. I am a movement and mindset strategist transforming lives and culture in homes and workplaces and beyond. I use movement, such as training for a 5K or a half marathon, to help people maximize their potential, not just with racing or fitness, but also in other areas of their lives. Today's episode is all about how you can use wellness in the workplace to boost productivity. But even if you're not a manager or a leader at work, I want you to listen to this one because one, you might have a leader in your life who needs to hear this message. And two, because really we're all leaders, whether it's leading our families or leading committees at our kids' schools or participating as volunteers at church or other community organizations. So here we go. Imagine this. You're trying to lead a team. You have products to develop, project projects to deliver, and budgets to hit. But you have a huge problem. Energy is low, and your team is not performing. Their communication is in the dumps, and they are competing each, against each other when they should be collaborating. They are making outrageous commitments that despite working long hours, will ultimately disappoint your client. Morale is low. There's no passion for the work they're doing. And your head is pounding from beating it against your desk in frustration. How will you ever get your team back on track? If your team's communication is coming up short, if they're missing deadlines, lacking energy, and their work isn't in sync like a rocket's kick line, it's time to try something unconventional. You're not going to see overnight changes, but if you have the patience to stick with me, you will see a transformation in the culture where you work. How are we going to do this? You are going to power up the energy, engagement, and enthusiasm with the ultimate team building activity. That's right. Training together for an endurance event. Now hang with me while I explain why this works. For those of you who are runners or who have runners in your life, you know that we don't shut up about running. We talk about it all the time. We think it's fun. We love to train. It makes us feel good. It gives us energy. We enjoy the company of the people we train with. Wait, what? That's right. I said it. We enjoy the company of the people we train with. So what if you could use that to create some camaraderie in your workplace what if by training together, your team started having deeper conversations and enjoying each other's company more? And what if that energy carried over into your workplace? I recently read an article by my friends at the Center for Sales Strategy, which is an incredible company, incredible company, where I worked for many years. In addition to sales training, they work with managers to hire the right people and to develop the talent of those people, the managers and the people that those companies hire. One of their partners, Beth Sunshine, wrote a post on their site, and in her post she said, 
people join a company, but they leave a boss. In that post, she shares that 67% of talented employees reported that they were planning to quit their jobs in 2018. 67%. That's a huge number. That is a ton of turnover. And we all know that turnover is expensive, especially if that person leaving is one of your top performers. And yes, even top performers leave because they don't feel like they are appreciated. One of the biggest reasons people leave is because they feel like they aren't appreciated. It doesn't matter who you are. We are all wired to seek out safety and connection. It also happens that we are also born to move our bodies, which comes from our caveman days when we had to hunt and gather for food. So what would happen if we combined these things? Whether you are a manager in your company or a parent leading a team of volunteers, ask yourself these questions. Do you take the time to get to know the people you are working with? When was the last time you had a one-on-one conversation with the people you lead? Do you know what the people on your team do for fun? Do you know their kids' names? Do you know anything about them outside of the role they play in your organization? If you work in an office... Do you take the time to wander around and have casual conversations with your employees? Management guru Tom Peters coined a term for this. It's called management by walking around. And that term means, is used to describe a communication style typical of high-performing managers. High-performing managers have good communication skills. And they make their team feel valued, cared for, and appreciated by taking an interest in them. Sure, they ask work-related questions, but they also ask questions that help them learn about the people they work with. And they make sure their team feels heard by acting on and addressing the things they learn in the trenches with the people as they're out there wandering around. So what does this have to do with training for something like a 5K, a 10K, or a half marathon? Training gets everyone out there working toward a common goal that does not have a paycheck attached to it. As they train, your team is out there getting to know each other, working as a group, sharing a common experience, and talking. And all of these things translate to increased productivity and happiness with their jobs. According to a 2013 Gallup poll called The State of the American Workforce, when our bosses completely ignore us, 40% of us actively disengage from our work. And if our bosses criticize us on a regular basis, 22% of us actively disengage. Sadly, that says that we respond better to criticism than we do to just being ignored. But like Beth from the Center for Sales Strategy says, you should also concentrate on your employees' strengths and give positive feedback five times For every one criticism, a five-to-one ratio of positive feedback versus criticism. Get this. In the book, Leaders Eat Last, Simon Sinek, the author, says, If our bosses recognize just one of our strengths and reward us for doing what we are good at, only 1% of us actively disengage from the work we are expected to do. Now, let's imagine how a wellness workplace Work, workplace wellness program could help this. Even if you're a boss who has trouble making small talk, you now have a whole new realm of things to ask someone 
when you run into them in the elevator or at the coffee pot? How is your training going? What did you think about this week's strength workout? What kind of goal do you have for our race? What would make this experience more meaningful to you? What type of pre-race hype or celebration would be fun to you? And you, I'm sure, could come up with even better questions than that. If you're setting up a time before or after work, at lunch or on weekends, for people to run, walk, strength, train, or stretch together, then you also have an opportunity to be right there with them on the streets, talking about life and helping them see that you truly care about them. Think about this as the workplace version of driving your kids around in the car. When you're driving your kids around in the car, you're just kind of there. You're part of, let's say you're driving a whole soccer team. You're just kind of there. You're part of the environment. They don't really even notice you until they want you to pay attention to them. So you're in that right situation to have a conversation that isn't forced, but it's just a casual conversation, which According to the research I just shared, people are really, really craving in the workplace. As I mentioned earlier, people crave connection. And at work, they want to feel like they belong. So we need them to feel safe. And as employees, we need to feel not just that our needs for food and shelter are covered, but also that we are safe to share our ideas and share who we really are. Now, you should be able to see the benefits of this. Employees who feel like they can freely share their ideas and insight without risk of ridicule or consequence are more likely to enjoy their jobs. It just plain makes sense, right? And they will be more productive because they work better as a team when they feel like they're not threatened and they're not having to watch their backs and they're not worried about people making fun of them or losing their jobs if they're wrong. Plus, when risk is rewarded, Companies benefit because creativity is high and lots of ideas are thrown around and tried. Sure, lots of those ideas fail, but you don't get the best ideas or products when your people are playing it safe. Simon Sinek says, when we do not have a sense of belonging, then we are forced to invest time and energy to protect ourselves from each other. He adds later in the paragraph, when we feel safe among the people with whom we work, the more likely we are to survive and thrive. So what about the people who don't want to run? What about the people who are not yet physically able to run? What about the people who think this is just another case of forced fun or another mandate from the company? I say start where your people are. You don't have to go all in right from the start. You can begin by introducing opportunities to make simple changes Having a culture in your workplace where healthy habits are encouraged just makes sense. It is another way to show the people on your team that you care. Now, I'm also not saying that you have to become the food police and overhaul the way you celebrate birthdays and big wins by eliminating cakes and donuts. But I do think that there are things you can do to make small changes that show that healthy habits are valued. And in the process, You're out there participating and mingling and developing relationships with the people in your company, all of the people in your company who help and contribute to your success. And every single employee, no matter what their job is, should be somebody that you care about and that who you want to see succeed. 
So here are a few ideas that you might be able to introduce. When you have meetings where food is brought in, make sure there are some choices that are not processed foods containing lots of sugar. Include things like fruits, veggies, hummus, or nuts and seeds. Of course, paying attention to any allergies that people might have. Also, give people choices about how they want to celebrate their birthdays. Instead of bringing in a big cake, maybe the birthday person would like the company to make a donation to a nonprofit on their behalf. Or maybe they'd like a fruit basket. Or maybe it would be fun just to get everybody out for a big group walk in the park at lunch. Be creative about how you celebrate special occasions and wins. Encourage people to move throughout the day by suggesting that they set a timer on their phones and that they get up to move two to five minutes every hour. This comes from the top. If the top people in your organization, the managers, the leaders are doing this and it's encouraged, people won't feel self-conscious about it and they won't feel like somebody's accusing them of wasting time. And these breaks are so, so important for our brains and our productivity. Just by giving yourself that mental break and not playing on your phone at that time, not going and eating junk food at that time, but moving your body will energize people. If two to five minutes every hour seems overwhelming, start by asking them to move once in the morning and once in the afternoon, and maybe even provide some suggested activities. Another idea is to set up stations throughout your building that encourage people to move. They could do squats by the coffee machine, lunges as they go down the hallway, or wall push-ups next to the coffee machine. If you wanted to invest in some small pieces of equipment, you could add some yoga mats in the break room or suspend some TRX straps in a quiet corner. Employees at, who work at desks should also be reminded that it's important to stretch regularly throughout the day. You could have someone come to your office or do a video training showing them how to do neck and back stretches and also how to strip, stretch their hip flexors, which get tight when you have somebody who is sitting at their desk for extended periods. If you live in an area where people can commute to work on their bikes, consider providing bike racks so that they have a safe place to leave their bikes for the day. Think about encouraging people to take walks over their lunch break or to take their yoga mats to the park for yoga or stretching over lunch. You could designate an unused office space as a quiet place for meditation. You could give people a mental break and allow them to recharge throughout the day. This is great for anyone who has a stressful job or who feels themselves getting stressed out throughout the workday. Another option, hire a coach to lead track workouts after work or to start the week off with a dance party before your Monday morning meeting. How cool would that be to have Monday morning Zumba for 15 minutes before everybody started the day? That would be a way to start the energy, the day with some high energy. You could also have an adult recess at lunch where you bring back fitness toys and games from your youth. Remember those things when I was growing up, it was called the lemon twist. It's a little strap you put around your ankle and then you swing it around with one leg and the other leg hops off over it. Or there's also those things that look like they were on that show Romper Room and they look like the, the great big balls that you would sit at on your desk, except for there's a handle. Can you see a whole office full of people doing 
bouncing races down the hallways or doing a relay. Just find a way to make it fun and playful and get people playing together and laughing and moving at lunchtime. Speaking of lunch, you could also host Lunch and Learns and invite trainers and nutritionists and massage therapists in to talk about health and fitness topics. Use your lunchtime to help encourage education around health and wellness. Make it easy for them to get excited and to share their progress, whether that's having great big boards up on the wall or using a fitness tracker where they can create a team and share their progress that way. And if you have fitness trackers, host a step challenge where everyone records their daily steps and maybe give prizes for anyone who hits a certain step milestone over a week or a month's time. There are so many ways to get people moving and interacting, and I'm sure if you get your team involved, they can come up with some additional ideas. The important thing is to get out and get moving together. I've done several episodes that talk about the benefits of exercise, but one benefit that is often overlooked is that exercise helps us learn new things. So if you're in the type of business where people need to learn and study, this one is really important. In an article on the High Performance Institute website, author and researcher John Ratty discusses a study I've mentioned on the podcast before. A high school in Naperville, Illinois, changed up their PE program to focus on getting everybody participating. Heart rate monitors played a part in their grades, and it was often found that the kids who didn't appear all that athletic were actually working harder in PE than some of the school athletes. And Everybody, as part of this program, was getting fit. The national average for obesity, I'm not sure what it is right now, but at the time of this study, it was 33%, and they eventually got everyone down through 3%. So these people were not just becoming more fit, they were changing body composition. But the kids weren't just getting fit, they were also testing better. The school petitioned to enter their as their own country for the TIMS test, which is a worldwide standardized test on math and science ability, where the U.S. usually lands in the high teens or 20s. The Naperville School District decided to tackle it and basically identified as their own country. They came in number one in the world in science and number six in math. And a key factor was their physical education program that over 20 years had evolved so that every student was spending 40 minutes a day focusing on their fitness in his or her daily PE class. John Raddy also mentions in this article, he's also the uh, the author of a book called Spark, which I highly recommend. It outlines this study and a lot of other studies that just go into the science of why exercise is good for our brains. But he mentions a 2014 study about from Stanford that was found that just by doing something as simple as walking, creative output was increased by 60% while walking. So if you have a creative problem you need to solve, you can increase your creativity by 60% if you solve that problem while walking. And the effect continued for 10 minutes after the exercise stopped. Over the course of Raddy's research, his team learned that exercise turns on our attention system and sparks our frontal cortex, 
which activates our executive function network that helps us to optimize our thinking and learning. And they learned that exercise promotes the growth of our 100 billion brain cells and speeds up our ability to make brand new brain cells. It turns out that our brains evolved to help us be the best movers we could be. As we added more brain parts during our hunter-gatherer period, these eventually were co-opted to think with. So that now when we move, we are turning on our thinking brain. I think that is so amazing. You basically can make your brain help you learn and solve problems when you exercise. And any of anyone who has ever come up with their most brilliant idea ever knows while they're running, knows that this is an effect of exercise. As you can see, there are so many reasons to get your team moving together. I would love to talk to your team in person or over a video chat. We could talk about a wellness topic. I could conduct a warm-up. Even, even over video, we can do virtual exercise together. I could conduct another type of exercise session. Or I could come in and brainstorm and help you come up with a fitness challenge that would be fun and motivating for everyone. I'll end with another quote from Leaders Eat Last. It's not the work we remember with fondness, but the camaraderie, how the group came together to get things done. Have a great week, everyone. Join me again next week for more ways to power up your performance. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.